But yeah, yo, Counter-Tap Podcast with myself, Daps. Um, no Spence, no Lamin. Spence was meant to be here this week, but where we changed today, he couldn't be here. Lamin had um, something to do with his kids, I think. His football kids. He obviously hadn't actually got kids. But guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Excellent feedback. Um, it's not just me today. We have a very special guest with us. Someone I go way back with. <laughs> Jeez, how far? Way back. I don't even know. How old was that when I was at Potters? I must, I'm 32 now, flipping out. Your age quickie? I'm 32, but imagine that. Um, I was at Potters when I was about 19, 20. Mm, mm. Wow. Like I've aged. Years. 12 years, yeah. man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just flipping. <coughs> when you was a young whippersnapper, just starting your, your, your out there in the big world. I know, yeah. man. That you were a very, very good friend of. You know what? Rest in peace, Steve Brownie. Mm. But, you know, to this day, I always tell people he's one of my best coaches. Mm. Yeah. Not just because... He was more than a coach. Yeah, do you know what do I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He did a lot. Yeah, it's just... He, he, he gave up so much for so many. Yeah, man. He, he, he did a lot. He did a lot. But yeah, rest in peace. Um, but how are you, man? Oh, sugar, we haven't even said who we got. Well, to be fair, you told everyone who you haven't got. And I'm feeling like, wow, what is it just why? No one wants to come out for me. I can't be that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. We got we got Troy Townsend. We got Troy Townsend. Troy, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a week already. Um, but you know, I'm blessed. I can't can't mm. deny that. Um, looking forward to this. Looking yeah. forward to just rapping and just giving you a little insight into what I am and what I do. But yeah, all good. Yeah. What is it that you do for people that don't um know you? Uh, hat on, hat off. Um, so I work for Kick It Out and many will know or many criticize um, <laughs> because we're football's anti-discrimination organization. So we challenge the very aspect of racism and discrimination. Mm. And while it continues to exist massively, to be honest with you, we're the one, the easy target to get knocked and people throwing allegations at us yeah. that we haven't eliminated racism in football. Yeah, um, And that's quite tough to take sometimes because the amount of work you know, if we're talking about me personally, that I do to educate within the game, mm. around the game, and then to also challenge the game to be better yeah. on this topic, then, you know, sometimes I take things personally when people start to criticise from a position of lack of knowledge. Yeah. Um, so I've been there for eight years. Um, it's been a challenging eight years. It's been a, eight years of, you know, players refusing to wear T-shirts or players lack of understanding and appreciation of what we do provide away from just the t-shirt mm. and then obviously more prominence of late because of the incidents have just been right in our face you know yeah. from Raheem Sterling to a banana on the football pitch at Aubameyang okay right so there's, there's just so much to un unpack here isn't mm. it? so incident number let's just say Aubameyang banana yeah. gets thrown on to the naked eye it might seem that Nothing gets done about that. And, you know, you might get a little report here and there, a couple of Instagram pages, but nothing actually gets done. Like, what can you actually do about that? You know, it's interesting you pick that one because that one was a week before the Raheem Sterling exactly, incident at Chelsea yeah. that obviously exploded mm. because of Raheem's Instagram post and yeah. the impact that he had in calling out the media. This Abamyang situation, that banana, has hurt me more than most. Mm. And I'll tell you why. John Barnes in 1988 yeah. had a banana thrown on a football pitch. At Goodison Park, mm. you know, one of the most iconic images that we could wish to see. Yeah. But the whole thing around that image was of racism and, and what 
black players at that time had to endure. Yeah. Then I used to say, I deliver education, so into academy players and staff and all that. And I used to say, I'm so glad we're not back in that period of time yeah. when players had to fend against bananas, you know, because let's be serious. You poll a thousand people, mm. a thousand people know the significance of a banana thrown at a black person 100%. Yeah, and what it means. Yeah. Then this incident happens in late November 2018 and I get a message immediately yeah. that tells me uh, there's a banana at the Emirates. You know, I don't walk into the Emirates unless I have to. So mm. I wasn't there. Um, and there's a banana. Mm. I went, wow. Hold tight. More news. I remember Aubameyang actually just staring at uh, it. Aubameyang stared at banana, yeah. stared at the crowd and actually was like, "Really? Is that what is that what you got? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In this day and age. Now, the way things happen is that I'm now going into the mode of I'm expecting media calls. Mm. I'm expecting a statement from us. Yeah. I'm expecting statements from obviously both clubs, etc. And I get told that the statement that's going to come out has no reference to racism whatsoever. Really? Yeah. So the statement, statements and the reports that are going to come out are of a missile being thrown onto a football pitch. You know, now that you say that, I remember that. You remember? Yeah. Now, I'm fuming. Mm. What do you mean, missile? That's how we've got to report it. It's a missile on a football pitch. But why do they have to report it like that? For legal reasons. Now, I'm saying it's a banana. Mm. It's a banana, full stop. Yeah. Okay? And it's a banana that has been thrown in the direction of a black player. Mm. Stop anybody now in the street as they walk by, whatever. Yeah. What does that constitute? Racism. The judicial system doesn't call it racism. Football doesn't call it racism. The guy who gets arrested, charged, is not arrested and charged for racism. Yeah. He's arrested and charged for a missile on a football pitch, mm. yeah? So like a coin, like a bottle. Yeah. Like I remember a, he said um, he had it and it was like the first thing in his hand. He just, he just threw yeah, it. It was, on the, it was on the floor. Yeah. Picked it up. Apparently he ran down the stairs to pick it up and threw it, yeah? <laughs> Whatever story we want to get out of that. And he gets a, a ban. Uh, the last time? A fine. He gets a ban from the club. Oh, okay. A fine... 500 odd pounds with an extra 100 pound thrown in in case there was racism behind it. In case? In case. Now I'm saying to everybody that wants to listen yeah. and when I do my media interviews, if we're not going to call the blatantly obvious act of racism mm. out, what chance have we got? Yeah. So when people say Raheem Sterling, the figurehead, the person who... <clears throat> told the media and called them out. Yeah. I agree with it, but I'm angry because a week before you had the blatant act of racism yeah. and you ignored it. Yeah. You know? I think that's more to do with the fact that it is, it was Raheem. Do you know what I mean? Because had, 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 had it not been done to Raheem, had it been done to like a lesser player, I don't think anyone would have, I agree would have picked with you. it up. I agree with you. And also, because in the crowd, you could actually see. And now it's, it's got to the point where unless you're, unless you're seen to, to say something. But do you know he's got, he hasn't, he's got off with it. You know that, don't you? Oh, really? Because the lip readers couldn't work out what he was saying. Ah, oh, come on. Well, there you go. So come you're on. laughing. So now live in my world. Come on. Obviously, when things explode, mm. people have an opportunity to create a story. Yeah. So actually, no one actually knows what he said, yeah, but, we know, don't we? Mm. Because we're looking in the crowd, we're seeing it, we're seeing the anger, we saw the reaction. Yeah. And Raheem says, I've heard all this before. Yeah. But he comes up with a story that says he was saying mank <sighs> and gets away with it. Yeah. 
the incident more recently, Manchester City, Man United, Fred. Being, I don't know this one. The Manchester Derby. I don't know this one. Guy monkey charting. Oh, yeah, at Fred. I swear nothing got done with, with, with that one. As He's well. likely to get off of it as well. Yeah, because as far as he was, he says obviously there was a big explosion. Mm. He says he was trying to put his hands in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I shouldn't laugh, but all I can do is there's not much left for us to do. Is is laugh? And so when these things are happening. How do you then get the blame for it? Because it's deemed that we're not kicking racism out of football. But if we're being really honest, so this is the be and end all. If it is a society thing, what can you actually do to to kick it out? But football, football as the power to influence, yeah. As mm. we as we see, you know, the biggest global game that you could ever wish to imagine, with loads of influence mm. and loads of acknowledgement that actually, you know, it can help people, you know, or it can guide kind of understanding, etc. If football's not going to call it out for what it is and deal with it in that manner, and then obviously the force of law, yeah. the law is not going to do it, then where are we going? What can we do? You know, mm-hmm. football pumps in a lot of money into this game. Yeah. Um, and just recently, the Dutch FA, who had an incident of racism, have, have committed to £14 million pounds oh, wow. That's... to challenge what's going on in their country. Is any danger of getting that from well, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> the you see what I'm saying? So it it just goes to show you're either serious about something or you're not. Mm. You either want to do something about it or you don't. You either you know it, it it's it's something that listen. I'd wish we had the power to deal with it. Mm. We don't have the power. We we can't charge anyone. We can't. Yeah. We got criticised during the John Terry trial that it should have been. You know us what? That we're doing all that. I was um. So during the John, were you? No, you weren't. That was. In the last eight years, right? Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, Rio's come out. Oh no, Rio's come out for something. Was it? Was it that? Would that Rio come out? For? He's just like, listen, what, yeah, like, go at us. The, the Anton, yeah, yeah. And he was saying, if you're not gonna be in there with us, and he, he criticized Kick It Out quite a lot. He That's did, why yeah. he doesn't um, wear wear the t shirt and everything. Yeah. Um, like he's gone and said that, but how do you defend against that? Because really and truly. Well, could you? Do you think you could have done more? Not you personally. But... We, we were in the court every single day. So, what was his? Um... And you'd have to ask Rio. <laughs> we were in court every single day. We had a representative in court every single day. And do um, do you like the FA kind of go to you and ask for your input with these things, or are you just there just to we look cha- like <laughs> look <laughs> like you're doing something? We challenge. We we try to influence. We try to obviously let the authorities know that certain situations and but ultimately we're not the sanctioning body we're not the decision maker mm. and that's where actually people say you have the power to or probably obviously we don't mm. you know we uh, particularly listen unless we bring the grassroots level of the game in that get level of the game at the moment is like the wild wild west yeah it's, yeah it's mad all right yes yeah, and again what we do is we keep present, presenting these stories obviously for them to be dealt with at the highest level. Yeah. But then the dissatisfaction of people that have been victimised is growing as every week goes by. Yeah. And I think what doesn't help is that when you're bringing it to the necessary people, they probably aren't people who like represent... Well, now you're talking about representation within the game. There's probably no one that represents where we're coming from. Severely lacking. So asking them to do something about it when really and truly, and I'm I'm going to say this because I, I don't know if, if you would actually say this, but you don't really expect them to really do much. You don't really, 
Yeah, so now yeah, they should. Uh, you know, ultimately, it should not be based on the color of your skin. It shouldn't that you action certain sanctions mm. or lack of understanding, as they say. Mm. Is that where we are? I suppose is what you're asking me, and I think that is where we are. Yeah. I think until you get better representation in the highest level of the game, then you're never going to truly appreciate what someone is going through mm. or what they may have gone through yeah. or their experience. It's like I call referees out quite a lot and people get upset with me. But, you know, we've got, tra- you know, this is very difficult, but we've got a trained ear to the noises and sounds that are leveled at us. Yeah. A trained ear because, sorry, we've had to live a life of it. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering in a stadium that, or stadiums that continue to have monkey chants, continue to have those noises that what we know yeah. and have experienced, why officials do not recognise them, understand them and pick them up. Mm. And it takes players to identify them, like the England-Bulgaria situation. Mm. It took Tyrone Mings to identify to the official. It then took a conversation. Those players should have come off the football field mm. because the rules of the game say that if the racism continues after two stops, then you know it's free strikes and out kind yeah. of thing. So you got three opportunities to kill a black man. Yeah. And then... Oh, that's powerful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's... When you put it like that... Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh. And for me, that is such a sad situation that we mm. still live in this era when that's the amount of opportunity you get. Yeah. Because even in, like you said, with, with refereeing, I think the last black one, is it Uriah Rennie? Uriah Rennie. And they got rid of him. But where's the under-representation? Where, where, where's the representation, sorry? Oh, you know... I don't see why our football pitches should have over 30. I don't think anyone knows the real stats at a professional level. 30, 35%, 40% of black and ethnic minority players playing the game. Mm. But then there seems to be a, a, a cork on the, you know what I mean? Yeah, into yeah, how yeah. they can then go and express themselves into coaching positions, into managerial mm. positions, into boardroom positions. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, there's, mate, there's so much to it. There's, <laughs> there's so much to, to, to get into. Um, but you mentioned earlier on um, John Buns. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people have a problem. With, You're going to kill me here, aren't you? John Buns. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't kill you. <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't kill you. I have a problem with John Buns. When you say you have a problem, then I'll need to understand your problem. To My problem with him is he's like the go-to person. Yeah. Whenever anything, whenever anything happens, he's he's a go-to person, and and a lot of the time he says things which are, what's the word I'm looking for? which are contrary to what the majority will think. And it's very disappointing where he's coming, they're giving him these platforms. And we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and it's almost as if he doesn't understand the platform he's given and almost as if he doesn't understand that a lot of people don't feel the way he feels. But he's continued, they continue to give him this platform. And I wanted to know as someone who, because I know you. Yeah. So I know if you got on a platform these big massive platforms and and they ask you certain questions I know you'd come correct I know the thing is correct. let me stop you there because I get criticised quite a lot as well mm. so I get criticised for the fact that you say John is the go-to person you're right but I wrote a piece for the Voice newspaper the other day and, and just said that every time there's an incident of racism mm. where's Troy every time there's a, a lack of a sanction where's Troy Yeah, you know and I get put into these positions and continue to strike a chord in my beliefs. Mm. And my beliefs is that we are failing when it comes to racism. Yeah, We are failing in terms of how we challenge it. Mm-hmm. And then 
I've been, I get criticized quite a lot on social media. Yeah. You ain't doing nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, there you are. You talk a great game, but do you know all that kind of stuff? Mm. I do understand this situation with John and the feelings of people because mm. I have to keep myself up to date and I have to know what, you know, what the situation is when he does speak. Yeah. A lot of it, I must admit, do I believe that, do I believe in, in what he's saying? I've got to be honest and say no. I, 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 I'm not quite sure sometimes, you know, he had a go at us around the Bernard Silver and Benjamin Mendy tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's quite clear what that was. And when you put something like that public, it's quite clear what you're saying. Yeah. His defense of that is that we need to come out and say why we're upset about it. You know, anyone that asks that question, I'm sorry, it's quite clear. Whether those two thought it was banter or not, Mm. they are in a position of prominence that that banter has to stay Mm. private. Yeah. You put it public, you open it up to perception. Yeah. And that's as simple as that. You know, how many times have we had reference to us about big lips, mm. big bellies, you know, red lips? Mm. And so when someone puts it out there, you, you can't challenge that narrative because that's that's a stereotypical opinion, stereotypical opinion mm. that we've had to, have existed with us for how many years? Too many to mention. I can't even count that far. Mm. But when you then renegade against that, it's obviously that you're going to come into the public flight and think, but hold on, aren't you one of the people that actually was challenging racism way yeah. back when? Mm. So I can understand the public wave of opinion on that. Yeah. You know, because he, he's held in high esteem. And, you know, I'm sorry, but in this industry, black people are struggling at the moment. But, and, well, we're just jumping everywhere. Like, but <laughs> No, no, no. But it's, cause you know what it is? Because there's so much. Yeah. And it's not something that can be unpacked no, in one, no, no, one without in, doubt. Yeah. In one podcast that so we talk about we're so like under like represented in, in the media and everything. But how does then that how does that then also change? Because my thing is that a lot of the people, when they do get certain black people there, you've got to kind of play the game. You've got to play the game, which unless you're if you're willing to do that, mm. are you the right black person to even yeah, be there yeah, yeah. anyway? Yeah, do you get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and this ain't yeah. me going against anyone or, or or criticizing anyone or whatever. But if we're going to be represented, they have to represent us properly and not do it in a way where it just ticks boxes. Because I've seen when there's certain things where, just for example, Graham Sooners might say something about, let's say, like a Pogba or something. And there's no one there to actually be like, actually... Mm. That's wrong, what you're saying. Mm. Um, you, you can't actually say that. Do you get what I'm saying? It's almost as if you have to just go along with the narrative. I'm tired of those conversations now. Mm. You know, you bring up Pogba and Pogba's not even playing. You bring up Pogba and Pogba is doing whatever most other players are doing. Mm. But because he's Paul Pogba, you feel that it's a topic of conversation every single time. Mm. Man United lose, it's Pogba's fault. Man United knocked out of a competition. It's Pogba's fault. Mm. Man United are having a bad run and the manager says it's Pogba's fault. Mm. It's lazy. It's the identification of one player because it suits your topic agenda Mm. rather than actually, let's focus in on the other, how many individuals that are playing in the team. Yeah, and I just think that they they, they have an issue with Pogba. Why? Mm. Because he's brash. He's he's outgoing. Um, He has a social media platform, which many players do, by the way. Um, and yeah, he has a, as an agent who's very open, loud spoken, isn't he? It's so funny because we've come on to Paul Pogba and we say a lot 
on this podcast that it's almost as if they don't like it where <laughs> they want the guys to just quietly get on his job. Toe the line. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And we've just had play a, football. Yeah, we've had an incident now with um was it Craig Ramage? Craig Ramage. Where Craig Ramage now has come out and basically said things to, to, to that effect where they should basically just... And he actually mentioned black players. And... <sighs> you know, when I heard that, yeah? Because first, I saw I saw you, you, put, yeah. you put the, the tweet out, actually. Yeah. Um, Max Lowe. Yeah. Max Lowe yeah. Um, put it out. And um, I've seen that now. And I'm like, surely... He didn't. I'm used to them saying certain things. Yeah, certain things, of, yeah. and there's like the undertones. Yeah. But even those things, it's got to the point where I don't, I don't actually entertain that anymore. Because if you if you bring that to someone again, unless you're saying black or dropping the n bomb, mm, whatever, mm, mm. they don't want to hear it. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? But when he mentioned them black players, why do the black players have to be like that? Sorry, like why is it okay for you to to come out and say that, and then? Even the comments under. Well, you know what? It's not just the comments. It's the fact that he said it. It's the fact that he wasn't pulled up about it. And you know they edited. Sorry, they, they, edited. they edited it. They edited it. So it was live still. So mm. it was still there Saturday night, yeah. early Sunday morning. Exactly, yeah. Then when the whole wave of hoo-ha is happening, they tried to... it then gets edited mm. out. But the amount, I think, I think someone DM'd me and said there's about four or five different kind of sections, people, from the presenter to yeah. actually would have heard the comment. Mm. So the presenter didn't shut down the comment. Yeah. The comment, you know, whatever happens in, you know, do you remember Sky, Gary Neville spoke the quite views, politically. His the views, views shared by yeah. Gary Neville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously Dave Jones is now in a bit of trouble because it mm. seems like he shut Gary Neville down and yeah. just left him out there for his views. Mm. But remember, there's a lot that goes on between mm. and Dave coming out with that. Yeah. And ultimately... At least it was out there. They yeah. said it, bam, they disagree. They've left Gary Neville on his own, you know, and then they've had a disagreement, whatever, you know, mm. and the public are now weighing in. Yeah. This guy wasn't shut down by his, by the co-presenter, the presenter, the bosses. The producers. The producers. Yeah. Mm. The fact that they put it online. Yeah. The fact that they then took it offline without actually saying to everybody, we apologise for the comment. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And the fact that the only reason Radio Derby or the BBC or whoever... Outrage. ...start to... It's because of the outrage. Mm. So actually, they're not sorry, are they? Nope. Nope. Because a lot of people would have agreed with what he said. You can see it in, in the comments. A lot right. of people uh, agree And with then that. the comments come. Mm. And then there's people like, well, actually, what's wrong with him saying that? And the the thing is, the only reason why he would feel comfortable enough to say that is because people before him have said it. Because the platform and, and, allows him. Yeah, and you know, like like you said, when they, when Gary Neville did the thing, straight away politics, uh, Shut prime down. minister, boom, no, we can't have that. You say black people needs to be like this. There's nothing in them that makes it be like, okay, you can't say that. So when have they been challenged? So what's what, what I'm saying is. That conversation has obviously been festering behind closed doors for quite a while, yeah? Yeah. To then be brave enough to come and say, oh, go on, have, have your opinion. Talk about it. Say it. Mm. That's so what they're doing is they're only out in themselves, by the way. Yeah. And then, you know, I get people messaging me saying, oh, but if it was a black man that said it about... And I really just want to say, to be totally honest, shut up. Because you've never been in this situation before. I don't. I don't know how you do. It. I see. I see you going back and forth. I see you going back and forth. Sometimes I can see you're trying to just do the 
Okay, yeah. whatever. And then sometimes I could see someone will say something <laughs> and you chomp. <laughs> you, you chomp on those comments. And I'm just why? like, because sometimes you think to yourself, if they if they want to talk or have a discussion, mm. one, be human about it and don't like, you know, there's people that swear in that. I don't respond to any of those comments. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that. But well, come on, let's have a conversation then. Mm. Because you have one base level of an understanding and you would never appreciate what it's like to be in my shoes. Yeah. So don't comment and say that I should be upset or angry or, oh, you're bringing that stuff up again. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then the one that gripes me, and I'm going to put this out there, is when they say you're playing the race card. Yeah, Every, everything. But that's, I feel, I feel like that used to be a thing that people, but now it's the thing to say. It's the thing, it's to, the say. thing to say. That's you're, how you challenge. You're playing the race card. Yeah. That's how you challenge a black person mm. who's angry. Yeah. Because we can be, yeah? Yeah. Because of the situation that's going on. Ah, they're playing the race card. And I come back and say, what is this race card that you talk about? Can I get one? Yeah. Can I? Well, can you purchase it? Because I don't know what it is. Yeah. Or you might as well just say, I've got a chip on my shoulder. You might as well just say, oh, all you blacks are, do you know what I mean? Mm. I'd rather you come out with that. Then we got a conversation. Yeah. And keep talking to me about this imaginary race card. It's a, it's a defense mechanism for ignorance. Yeah. And people aren't willing to actually like you said, have the conversation. They're not willing to be educated about it. And it's, it's kind of annoying when your role in Kick Out is to try and educate people, but you're not able to educate You can only them. educate those that want to be educated. Do you get what I'm saying? Everyone now talks about, well, education is needed. Yes, mm. it is needed. That's right. We all continually need to be educated. Yeah. But if an individual is educated in his way, yeah. their way, you know, if they their beliefs mean that what they're saying mm. is their belief and they don't want to be educated by someone like me. Yeah. Because we all got education in this. Mm -hmm. It's just what that education is. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And we got beliefs and, and understandings and whatever else. But what happened now is that social media allowed that to be a lot freer than what it used to be. Yeah. Because before it used to be locked behind a door. Yeah. Because no. a, a man or a woman had no way of putting it out there. Mm. Now you can tap, tap, tap. Your profile's pictures of... of, of Union Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's it. And, and invariably, they get away with it as well. Mm. Do you feel like a conversation, a lot of these platforms or big corporations are almost scared to have the conversation about race and have it properly? And the only reason why... I mean, the only reason a lot of them have it is when it's undeniable news. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you know what? I'm going to talk about... And it would be wrong of me to identify. There are, there are good people out there that are talking certain things mm. because they see and witness stuff. Mm. There's not many of them. That's the problem. Yeah. And there's not many of them that will then change the current tone, the current narrative. Yeah. And sometimes we've got to stand up and be braver mm -hmm. and believe, you know, go with our convictions, go with what we believe in. And that's why I think about the players as well. We say that and I'm saying, look what happened to Marenga on at the weekend for Porto. Yeah. Racially views, wants to come off the field and, and play. His own players. And his own players. His own, his own team. You expect that from the opposition, yeah? Mm -hmm. Even though it's not nice. When your own players are pushing you, are shouting at you. Making you look like you're the aggressor. Right. And, mm. and then your manager is this and the goalkeeper saying like that. I just think to myself... But where are we? And then you all come out in the media afterwards saying, oh, we, we defend, you know, we're against mm. racism. Well, actually, you showed what you were like because 
You've bullied. You've bullied your teammate. Has yeah. been racially abused. Honestly, I, I I don't under I don't understand anymore. And do you know why that one hurt me the most? Because, like you said, it's your own teammates, and there's there's a with your teammates. It's, that's like your that's your brothers. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And by him wanting to go off and them saying no, 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 and they're physically like pushing him, like it just lets him know in that moment. Okay, everyone's abusing me, but I'm also alone. I'm also alone in this. It's it's it's, it's, it's mental bullying. It's, it's almost, now you're different to us. Your own mm. teammates. The fans have already shown you that. Mm. The referee's shown you that because he's going to book you in a minute. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the playing? worst bit about it. Yeah. So the referee's going to show you that in a minute because he's going to book you as well because you're the problem. Mm. And then the opposition have done that anyway because you're stopping the game. Yeah. So you're still the problem. And then your own teammate, you're, you're the people who you share a changing room with, the people who actually you spend more time with than your family. Yeah. They're showing you that as well. I'm not surprised. His mental state must be all over the place at the moment. Coming or going. Where does he go? And then it's one of those ones where he can't... Like, yeah, like, what does he do? He can't time. just come and say, I want to leave because you, you're still under contract. Do you know what I mean? By the way, leaving now means that, that actually you don't play no football for a period of time. Yeah, but how it? can he feel comfortable putting on his boots next to someone who was holding him around his neck? It's, 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 seriously, that, that was, I've seen that happen to Mario Balotelli earlier in the season, but not as yeah. ferocious as that, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's that terrible. one was, was violent because he was, he was actually trying to get off the pitch. And actually, everyone, was, why did they not just go, yeah, come on, let's go. Why did they not just go, solidarity? We had something like that at my team earlier in the season, the Yeovil game. Yeah. Haringey Yeovil, where everyone walked off, but. Even with that, even with that, the reason the reason I wasn't happy with the result of that one is because even though Yeovil came off as well, and just so everyone knows, Yeovil only came off because we came off. They can't do anything else. Yeah, they were against it yeah. at first. But even with that one, the reason why it disappointed me and why I didn't want to see more people doing it is because Yeovil should have been kicked up. This is where you come into the controversy of the competition. Like, the reason, like, at the end of the day, all that happened, okay, the game gets replayed, Yeovil go on to win. How can, let me stop you there, Dabs. How can a game be replayed when you have no outcome for the decision of what happened in the game that was that was? Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? So imagine if in their investigation, mm. they decide that Yeovil are culpable for what happened and want to kick them out of the competition. Well, you can't, can you? Because one, they've beaten you. Then they've probably gone on to another game mm. because there's still been no decision. So I don't know how that game could have been put on again without the investigation being complete. I, I don't know. It, it was, I, I think, they they got to the end of their thing and they saw that um, couple Yeovil players, I mean, Yeovil fans um, got punished or whatever. Nothing serious, but... At the end of the day, my thing is that they were never, you're never going to learn a lesson if there's no real repercussions. Mm. And if they had been kicked out of the, of the um, cup, you know, a lot of the fans and everything would have been like, hold on, if this is what's going to happen to yeah, us, yeah, yeah. we're going to be... Yeah. But all that happened, it got replayed. The same fans... They beat you in the replay, the same fans the replay. Up. Do you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? And the players, you can see... 
amongst the players. Like heads weren't like, that. I was there. I was there. Yeah, like the, there, the occasion yeah. got it got the better yeah. of, of the team. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. there's because a lot of the players that like, I've been there in it, high, low, whatever. I've been there. A lot of the players playing there haven't haven't yeah, haven't been that. there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, all of a sudden, you've gone from playing in front of three, four hundred people to crazy media showing up to it was games. mad crazy yeah. expectation and everything and you just expect them to just yeah. play the game it's and like you've all been there like it's not fair it they complain those fair. conditions it was all day not long fair. so i don't know and and when you see something like that it's like okay he now walks off the, the player on the on um on the weekend let's say he walks off team walks off what's going to happen mm. like you see even things that are punishments you see you see worse punishments for people gambling I see worse punishment. There was a cat, right, on in a Champions League night. I think it was in Germany. The cat run, I think, across the pitch and down the sideline. Mm. The fine for the home club was more than one of the fines. for The fine was about 30 euros, 30,000 euros. Mm. Yeah. Which was more than one of the fines that there was for racism. Look at that. A cat. And when people so, say... Something that's out of your control. When people say, oh, you can't, you, you can't judge it against... It's mm. a cat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That that sounds and they're saying, oh, you know, Bulgaria. I asked for Bulgaria to, for me personally, get them. That's it. Get them out for the rest of the competition. Get them out. You can't punish them in that way because you know they haven't got that kind of money and they would lose the oh, well. uh, the entrance fees. And there's always oh, well. an excuse for the actions of racism. There's always an excuse, mm. and that's why I can't understand what we're doing in this country in football. Yeah. Because there's always an excuse. But yet, when you want to deduct nine points off a of Birmingham City for financial irregularities, you can do that. You can do that. When you want to deduct points because Bolton have no more money and, and they're, they're not administration. paying, you mm. can do that. But you can't do it. And that's what people say, you know, well, what are you going to do? Take points off them? What are you going to do? Chuck them out? Of a... Well, if that's what it takes, let's mm. do it, no? Because mm, right now, you've seen that it's been going on for so long. All of these fines happen, it's still happening. And... It's actually getting worse. It, it's you know what it's it's, it's like this season has just been the rep- repetitive nature of the incidents have mm. just been you know across the world. Mm. I think I'm doing something every week now. Yeah. Okay. So on, onto that very quickly. When it happens, so let's say like this whole Craig Ramish thing happens. Yeah. Do you have to take it upon yourself to do something, or are you ultimately going to get a call saying we need help here? And when you get the calls. Is it usually more of a PR thing to show that we're actually doing something, or do they actually I want don't to do PR? You I don't, don't do, do PR. Mm. It's not nothing. It's PR for me. no. But do you kick it out, kind of? No, not necessarily. No. I mean, listen. The the Max Lowe thing happened on a Sunday. Mm. Um, I was alerted to it by a current player. Mm. Uh, I put it out there on my platform because I think people need to see it. You know, yeah. Max has done it on his Instagram. I've put it on my platform. It's picked up immediately by people. Yeah. Um, people in the press and whatever else. Um, I then go into mode of how do I contact the player, make sure he's okay. Mm. So on a Sunday, this is happening. Yeah. So I'm speaking to agents. I've messaged the club um, and I've messaged Max finally after talking to a number of people. Mm. So that evening I've messaged him. That evening he's come back. He says to me, he's cool. He's happy with what he's said and what he's put out there. Mm. Um, that's another thing actually. and if he needs support then mm. he'll he'll reach out to me you know and from what I understand it was his dad that saw it mm. now all of a sudden it's not just the players now the family mm. 
hold on a minute, this stuff now. So that those words from Craig Ramage, it's not only just put out there, mm. it's got a detrimental effect on Max and his family and all the other black players that he's actually speaking about. You know, Jaden Bo- Bo- Bogle and, you know, how he was, you know, and, and then you see that he's apologised and the BBC are investigating and then he does another apology after it was announced that he's going and... And I'm thinking to myself, does someone tell him to be quiet, please? He's done the damage. Take his phone away, man. Right. No amount of apology in this situation when you specifically, you you could have just said players in general there. Yep. Yep. You could have just said young players in general. And you know what? People have gone, oh, he's criticising young players, Mm. you know, and they wouldn't have seen, but he said black players. (laughs) Black players. By the way, who's he? So, I, I, you know what? I feel in that situation, I actually feel for the football club because also, because obviously they've now... Be, an ex-player, by the way. Mm. Yeah, he is an ex-player. He's yeah. an ex-player of mm. the football club. So, you know, things like that, they come out in the open for a reason. Mm. And they come out in the open because those conversations are being had behind closed doors. Yeah. And what you're doing, you still think you're behind closed doors and you're yeah. saying these things publicly. I mean, we, we could just... We could only hope... And to be honest... If I'm being really, really, really honest, it doesn't, um, I believe the change won't come from asking the FA to do something or whatever. I I believe the change will come from us Mm. forcing it to happen. That's what I was trying to say earlier, yeah. Yeah, so if we have the, you know, we have the platforms and it's not like back in the day where they're the... The players had to be quiet. Yeah. Players had to, like, just accept. Yeah, very quickly though. Max Lowe talking about it. Is there still that fear that if we talk about this, we kind of get blacklisted? Because, you know, a lot of the time you hear players talking about racism and things that they've endured. It's when they're basically at the end, which is why it was so big that Raheem Sterling did it. Yeah, but no, because I think in this situation it's different. Mm. Because like I said, Max has called it out because he said he cannot keep quiet when he's been targeted like that. Yeah. And the target is so blatant. Mm. There's no grey area in this. Yeah. That's what I said to you. He didn't say young players. Yeah. yeah, He said black players. Mm. You know, so there's no grey area. So I think in that situation, you kind of, he's all, he's, and listen to me saying this, but he's almost safe in the grounds that the man has called him out. Mm. So it's a personal attack. Yeah. You know, so actually, you ain't letting that lie, are you? Mm. Do you know what I mean? 100%, yeah. So there, I think, I get what you're saying. You know, normally it's somewhere down the line, but, you know, our young players have got to be empowered to challenge as well. And this is the thing. I don't know how many of them can be. No, I, I think times, you know, Rian Brewster has spoken out quite a bit. You know, I've, I've supported Rian quite a bit through, you know, four incidents of racial abuse in 18 months. Mm. For a young player, is far too much. For anybody, it's far too much. But a man that's trying to develop his career. Yeah. You know, and he gave an interview to the Guardian, I believe it was. That was powerful. Mm. You know, I remember him saying to me, after one of the situations where he was called the N-word, to Troy, we're freeing up. Bothered. I think it was Youth Champions League. Mm. Bothered. We're freeing up. And I said to Rian, it's not about whether you were freeing up. Yeah. What happens if you were losing? What happens in, if that language then enrages you because you're losing as well? Yeah. To then react. Do you know what I mean? Mm. What would you have done? And he couldn't respond. Yeah. He was, he couldn't respond because he went, fair question. Mm. So. You know, and it shouldn't have to be that situation. Do you know what I mean? But 
we must empower our young players to to you know to challenge yeah to be more vocal mm. to not accept because no longer do players have to be as Colton Cole said to me at an event once institutionalized yeah oh yeah oh, cool. okay well um before we do wrap I just want to quickly mention you have the conversation yes which is um you Darren Nelson Darren Lewis do I keep calling, I keep calling Darren Nelson. Nelson? I was wondering, I was going to Google who Darren yeah, Nelson was. Yeah, I keep calling Darren Nelson. Darren Lewis. Maybe I'm just, I've got, I've got ill feelings to an object. Private jokes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Darren Lewis. Rodney Hines at the and voice. And Rodney Hines. Um, yeah. What is um, the conversation exactly, just to sum it up? Do you know what? It's because, I think it's a little bit of what I said earlier, is, is every time I'm called to do something, it's always about racism. Mm. As if my voice cannot contribute to any other level of football that there is, because yeah. I'm the man to talk about racism with. And we want to give ourselves a little bit of a platform to be able to share and discuss the issues that are out there in football, the positive, the negatives, the yeah. indifference, the, you know, we can talk about football, can't we? Mm. We can talk about a game. We yeah. can talk about incidents. We can give a different perspective than everything that we have to watch on our TV screens, mm. um, which some of it, again, is discussing the issue of colour, of culture, of whatever but without ever experiencing anything. Yeah. But we just want to prove that actually, you know, we're talking voices in the game mm. and we can talk it as, 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 as far as I'm concerned, as good as anyone else. That's it. That's it. And um, at the end of the day, we are what's popping. <laughs> you so, see it? <laughs> yeah, we are what's popping. So boy, all the best, but thank you very much for coming. Absolute pleasure. It's, it's I know your, by. Your, your schedule is, is hectic. <laughs> we did hard to fit this one yeah, in. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. Your schedule is hectic. Guys, um, hope you like this one. Any questions, which I'm sure they will be, um, get at us. Hashtag Counterattack Podcast. Um, I'm going to put all your Instagram yeah. and everything yeah. in the in the description and everything. So, um, Trey, man, thank you for coming. Absolute pleasure. My Absolute guy. Pleasure. Uh, guys, we're out. Keep like, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff. Goodbye.